0: So crispy. Like, what is your favorite cereal? Is uh, it Rice Krispies? <laughs> hey. I don't
1: like that. You don't like it? <laughs>
0: Relationships? Love? Career goals? Money? Chakras? What's it like to be a woman in the 21st century? Well, we're not entirely sure. What we are sure of is we are tired of having to say, no thank you hey guys it's crystal coming back at you with my crew what's up crew we are um, debuting our first episode so uh, for this episode we just kind of want to come on here and let you guys get to know us a little bit so my name is crystal I'm a nurse and I am here to empower
1: women My name is Markel, Um, same with Crystal, here to empower. I get to do that every day with young women, coaching. Um, Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Felicia. I'm here repping all the future sugar babies out there. I (laughs) I wanna be one, you wanna be one. Let's work together. Empower women that way. (laughs) Wow.
3: I love it, I love it. Uh, This is Lexi, I am here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, like a way that I, fun way that I thought we could kind of just get to know us as our audience is that I would just kind of go around and ask a few questions. And so let's just jump right into it. Markel, she what's your it. favorite
1: color? Ooh, I like red. Red, why? I don't know. Something about it just makes me feel like nobody can touch me. It feels like a strong it's color. It's fierce. It's angry. Yeah. It's, it's, an angry it's angry. blood.
2: You want to see it's blood. Heavy.
1: <laughs> what, also, yeah, mm, yes, blood might have something to do On with it. On the soccer field, yeah. when
0: you kick people
1: in the shit. <laughs> or the murder, either way.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, Lexi, what's your favorite color?
3: Uh, I got to go with the green and yellows, representing Grenada, West hey. Indies.
0: Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so why do you want to represent Grenada? Uh, you
3: know, that's my culture. That's where my father's from. R.I.P. Pops, you Pops. know what I'm saying? I'm here. Okay. Uh, Dope.
0: And represent. you got that beautiful chocolate and reddish mahogany. island. That mahogany. Yeah, mahogany. <laughs> that mahogany. Y'all
3: yeah,
2: know about that. <laughs> All right, PeePee, what's your favorite color? My favorite color is green. Preferably neutral forms of green. I like olive. This Prefer- yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, I like I olive. I like sea <laughs> green. What the fuck? pistachio green. Lime green on like certain days, you know. It just Lord. where am at. Anything with like a hint of it, green in it. Does any of that have to do with money? Money. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Exactly. that's what I thought. <laughs> My favorite color is black because it's dark like my soul. And get wrong. <laughs> uh, I get to hide in it and I like that and it's intimidating and mm. people say I'm intimidating. That's so you. let's embrace it. You know what embrace I'm saying? Embrace
2: it. Mm. We just, mm. we need a full black leather outfit for you with
0: like oh. some high boots.
1: Catwoman. Yes. Catwoman. Halloween this year.
0: I've actually always wanted to be Catwoman in let's a leather outfit. With
1: the whip. What is that yes. with me? Oh my
3: okay. God. If she's, Catwoman, what am I? Batman. Batman.
1: Batman. Batman is my favorite too.
2: Batman is That's so me. sexy. Y'all
1: would be. Oh, we. This is. That what thing. are we? Poison Ivy.
2: What are we? Harlequin. What are we going for? Oh, oh my god, Marquel would be a perfect Harlequin. Oh my god, Ooh. yeah, you <laughs> she's gotta get the hair that. for it.
1: I could do that.
0: All right. <laughs> so the topic of the show today is um, kind of like. Well, Women Empowerment, but it's also Black History Month, and Black History is American History, more than just one month a year, but in Mm -hmm. honor of it, I still want to talk about it today, so I kind of just want to go around the table, and I want to talk about, like, any woman that maybe has empowered you, and if you can think of a Black woman that has empowered you also in your life, then also mention them, so I know Markel is the most excited one to talk about this topic. So, let's hear it, Marco. Yeah,
1: I, we had talked, um, because obviously music is a big thing for me and like my, one of my most favorite humans on the face of the planet is Missy Elliott because she's just such a badass and I just really enjoy her. Um, and so she's always been someone who I like wanted to be like, cause she just doesn't give a shit. And she's always herself. So you feel like she's like really confident. She is. Yeah. Um, and in that realm too, when I think about like female role models as an athlete, like growing up, I grew up in the Mia Hamm era. So like, yes. how, she, how you know who I was about to talk about? Right. So like, <laughs> that was a big deal for me was, you know, Lexi and I both played soccer and like, do you remember the, the Gatorade commercial with Michael yes, Jordan yes. and her, and that was so cool to see. A female athlete, specifically mm-hmm. a soccer player, with Michael Jordan. Okay, tell me about
0: the commercial because I don't remember it.
1: Uh They the the song that was playing is like the "Anything You Can Do, I Can Do Better," and oh, they're yeah. like going back oh, and no, forth. Oh no, I did love right, that, that right. commercial. Yeah. Yes, and it like I remember being a little kid, and being like, "This is this is legit," um, and so like as a girl who wanted to play, like I wanted to play at North Carolina because that's where all the big stars played. I did not do that, um, but. Like, that was a lot of my motivation. So getting to, like, grow up in an era where, like, female athletes were a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, lately the person I've been looking up to is Serena Williams because she's just such a badass and like we kind of grew up in that generation too and now like after all the stuff that happened with her pregnancy and like her health scares and the Mm -hmm. fact that she just like comes out and continues to absolutely like murder people Mm -hmm. oh it's just it makes me so happy
0: so is there anybody like well i guess you mentioned missy so she's not sports related yes um and most of the people that you mentioned are sports related Mm -hmm. so sports is a really like near and dear thing to your heart yes (laughs) and um i think for you like the women empowerment in sports probably comes from the fact that it's been such a male dominated thing Mm -hmm. over the course of history for Mm -hmm. americans right so you tell me that you spend like a lot of time talking to your kids that you coach your girls like what do you tell them about being a woman in sports
1: i tell them um all the time that just because you know People might put the different money into different places like the men's sports is where they see a lot of those things and the fans and all that kind of stuff. I remind my girls constantly that we can do everything, if not better than them. We better. Um, way better. Way <laughs> better. Especially when you look at the game of soccer and like we always joke about, you know, if you want to watch real soccer, you got to watch women because right. the men are the ones who are flopping all over, Babies. who are like faking Yo, all these injuries and things. Right. And my girls literally will like get their no I've had a girl get her nose broken and like continue to try to get up and play and then realize she was bleeding. Like,
0: yeah, like they always say if a man's sick, the world is over. Right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, you know, I remind them all the time that like we can do everything that they can do most of the time better um And a lot of it is just because we have to fight so much harder to, like, be seen and heard. um, And that they need to be proud of the efforts that they make every single day because Mm -hmm. it's a big deal for them to even be there and to have those opportunities and then to take advantage of them. Yeah, like, the fact that
0: you mentioned that is actually, like, a big reason of why I want to spend so much time empowering other women. It's not necessarily because I have this real big desire to, you know, bash all men. But I think women need a certain platform. And I think for me... Didn't matter how many titles I had, I still wasn't gonna get respect because I was a woman. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get my nursing degree, and then people would say, well, you're not an RN, you're just an LPN. And Mm -hmm. then I was like, okay, well, let me get my RN, and then people would say, well, you're not a, you know, you're not a doctor. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll get my nurse practitioner degree, and then they're just gonna say, well, you're just a nurse practitioner. And then I was like, okay, so I finally kind of got this thought in my head. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just go all the way, and I'll get my doctorate. And then I watched the way that male doctors treat female doctors and it doesn't matter. Like they have the (laughs) same title, but they still seem to think, and you can like pull patients and patients don't want to see female doctors over male doctors. Mm So it's a really important thing for me to like spend that time empowering younger girls and women to realize that your power comes from within yourself. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from your title or any kind of external validation from males or even other women. Um, so, for me, this isn't really about, like, necessarily smashing the patriarchy, although that's great in the process. <laughs> yeah. But um, for me, it's just about learning how to find that empowerment in myself. So, one of the people that's kind of always been empowering for me is Marilyn Monroe. Mm. And that's your favorite. Um, I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of, like, judgment from other people about Marilyn. And she did definitely have some sordid things in her past, you know. Who don't? But for me, I'm a very sexually oriented person. And so for me, um, me. (laughs) being being, like sexually uh, powerful is important to me. Um, Being able to be open about my sexuality and talk about sex just as much as men have been able to do Mm -hmm. for centuries is important to me. And so she really stood for that. She wore what she wanted, you know, Um, the moment where she put on the potato sack because she had a man that reviewed her and basically told her, you know, you you only are famous because of the beautiful outfits they put you in and she was like okay let me show you up mother effer you know i'm gonna put this potato sack on and i'm still gonna look great you know and so she really stood for a lot of things but she also was like able to embrace her femininity so like a lot of ways i come off to people like very masculine sometimes but that's just because they see my dominance and my authoritative side as being masculine because women are not allowed to be those things you know and then there's me (laughs) but like um for me like i can be those things and Mm -hmm. i can still be pretty and i can still like light pink and i can still have nice nails and i can still really wear a really cute dress and so she definitely is the one who like sticks out for me i've been really kind of getting more into female role models lately um just people who are working hard to like make moves and to bring other women up and so i would love to talk about some more of those later but i'm going to turn it over to fee and have oh. her tell me about who she what is you say, fee? looking up to i got
2: two right now Ooh. currently uh, i don't know if everybody's on the meg the stallion grade she's 26 she's about to get a degree she wants to open a skilled nursing facility she's also a great hey. rapper yeah i didn't know that
1: i didn't know that either Fun yeah. fact. i just like that she's like a badass rapper yeah like, i just feel that she's strong mm. Ugh. But like
2: she also like is doing it for weeb culture out here, yeah. You know, because she cosplays, bringing anime to the forefront in the black community is very <laughs> important to me, and it's very popular in the black community,
0: it is, right? But, but now
2: it's like getting mainstream popular, right? Where it's like was, acceptable. Like, a lot of closeted anime fans, we're all sitting here together, like, yeah, we love this. Don't tell anybody. No. <laughs> 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 and she's just like, I feel even though she's like overtly sexual, she still feels feminine. She's like also 5'11". She's like a fucking stallion. She, she just, is. And she's built like one, which s- I love. Something about her, what is it? Her aura or her appearance is just like, yeah, her presence is just, it feels powerful. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah she's definitely like who I put on my playlist to hype myself right. up now, for mm.
1: sure. I mean, that's what we did, that to was start what we did yeah, start the show.
2: And like, it's just, it's fun seeing her out there and like us being in the same age range and height right
0: <laughs> yeah because you're tall right and I'm tall yeah so
2: that's been a thing for me my whole
0: life right we're very intimidating just because we happen to be tall like I didn't ask to be tall I was just born this
2: way right. you know and then like team two you don't feel when you're taller you don't feel as feminine and as you don't cute. yeah and people kind of look at you as like Oh, what's going up up there?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've been called the Jolly Green Giant my entire life. No. Yeah, and um, what's the other one that they call us? Not ogre, but um, oh, it's like the it's like the word for really tall women. Dang it! Amazon, I, Amazon, Amazon, yes. Amazon, yes. yes. I take Amazon that shit women. as a
1: compliment when people it, have it called
0: feels me that.
2: Hot, mm. But still, it feels like <laughs> degradating at the same time. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think part of that is just because our femininity femininity has been defined by how small, meek, and mild we can seem around the male counterpart of mm. our society. Right. So when you're tall, unless you're around other tall men, like you can't you can't shake you yourself. Yeah, you no. don't feel engulfed by them. Like when you're spooning, you're not in their arms but you, you know, know you like, we still trying up. to
3: figure that out uh, I'm 5'3 i like a chihuahua trying to hump her
0: <laughs> oh, come, here, come here come Lexi's my fiance by the way if everyone didn't know that oh yeah that was the oh, lord it's not
3: just some weird shit going on in the show like, we're actually together
1: who was your other one Fee? Um,
2: it's Tika Sumter Who didn't know her? She is an actress. Have you seen the haves and the have-nots? Yes. No. I have not. Yes, I have. She's the... (laughs) I have, I have not. (laughs) Y'all get that? I got it. (laughs) She plays Candace. The, I don't remember the character's name. Oh.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, she was also I wish the, you guys could see Lexi say <laughs> so much better when this is on video. Oh, God.
2: She was in the one movie with Kevin Hart and Ice Cube where she played Ice Cube's sister that Kevin Hart was engaged to. Ah! In. Now you Sh- say Kevin Hart, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> or the new Sonic movie she's also in, Anybody who looks into. like Lexi, she knows now. <laughs> right. Hey, hey. <laughs> anyway.
3: Yeah, go ahead with the tip. It's
2: hard to explain now. You guys don't know who Tika Sumpter is? No. Nah. Wow. Just tell us Give what you us love about the her. some fun facts. Like, yeah. She's yeah. just... Really chill like she doesn't get typecasted and I like that. She's a dark skinned woman, but they put her in these roles that they don't usually put darker women in. Mm. I like that. Where she is the feminine beauty or she's like the seductress or she's just living a regular like they don't typecast her and I like that and I like that she is considered what is the word? A beauty symbol. Wow. And which is something I didn't really see when I was younger with darker women like that.
0: Wait, it, wait. Is she the? She's not the African model though, right? The, the Sudanese model that's really, really dark. That's not the same person. No, this is an actress. No, okay, she's from
2: North Carolina. Oh
0: really? Hey, yeah.
2: Okay. But she's like, she's just really down to earth, and I just really like her vibe. And I just really like how she doesn't let things like that get under her.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does she remind you of you in a way? Do you feel like? No.
2: Oh, I'm just just wondering because
0: your vibe is like kind of chill, you know what I mean? And you're saying that she's kind of like that and she doesn't let stuff get underneath her. And
2: I just like how she presents herself and put herself out there as like, you're not going to put me in like this. Mm. I can't even find my words today.
1: In a, Stick box.
0: in a box. In a box. Yeah, yeah. So, Lexi, we know Yo. that you are not a woman. You are a stud, baby. Ow, right, ow. Okay.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, maybe you could give us a little insight on some women that maybe empowered you in your life to, I don't know, you know, come out or live originally as you are or okay. whatever. I love. I would love to still hear you talk about Mia. Um, oh yeah. Obviously, that was your person.
3: Yeah. Um, I got a. I got a. I got a couple. Um, for sure, Mia. Mia Ham was the. I, I hate reading unless it's required. But I, I physically went and bought me a handbook and read that whole thing yeah. from start to finish. It's the only wow. book I ever mm-hmm. finished my whole life. That's a big it. deal. That was something I just felt like doing
1: yeah
0: like
3: okay so tell us about the book I don't it was great it um
0: <laughs> it was like <laughs> she just like talk about her like, she
2: talked about how she got
3: there and, and yeah like how she okay. made it up to where she was and book. and like uh Markel was saying like seeing that you know when we were like getting started into our own soccer careers and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like bitch I could be there like I could be at the world cup Scoring goals, like this is crazy. Right. She's fast and she was. She's pretty hot too, so <laughs> that helped. <laughs> yeah. Um. So definitely her. My other one that I actually just thought about was um, Ellen. Ellen. I know she ain't black. Well, neither of them are. But um, <laughs> Ellen's Ellen's, Ellen's cool because like she's a comedian.
0: She really paved the way, right? Like, I mean, yeah, she's like she since got the, the show. Beginning.
3: You know, her and uh, Wanda Sykes. Wanda oh, Sykes. Yeah. Is, Wanda. Wanda Sykes is great. I mm-hmm. want to go see her in person, just because they're just so like free flowing. Like, this is who I am. This is how I dress. This is my bitch. Like, that's kind of who I. <laughs> that's
0: you. Yeah, she definitely refers to me as her bitch. Like it's my, Wanda Sykes like she has, like, respectfully- balls down her respectfully. Ankle. Like, she has, yeah, she yeah. got yeah. the biggest balls. She does have balls. She's like, this is what. So, what you gonna do about it? What you staring at, motherfucker? Yeah. So, um, while I'm talking, I want you guys to all kind of be thinking about maybe one black woman that you could, um, you know, reference. I am going to talk about Michelle Obama. Can I get an amen?
2: Hey. Amen!
0: amen. Um, I love Michelle Obama. She is like um the Marilyn Monroe of black women today to me like I know that she's not like all about uber sexuality and she's definitely not like a model or an actress but like she just has this like poise and intelligence about her and she carries herself very strongly you know she wears these beautiful power suits she finds this way to be like strong in herself but not emasculate her husband at the same Mm -hmm. time which I think is like a delicate balance for uh, heterosexual women for that
3: is like meek yeah she's meek
0: yeah and and i think she's just respectful really like when it's his time to shine you know she's there she's to be his supporter you know his helpmate whatever and then when it's her time to shine she's there to do her thing she pulls out the
2: guns Mm -hmm. right
0: exactly literally
1: and so she really
0: seems to like find that balance between um you know toxic femininity and toxic masculinity because to me like some women kind of take, um, feminism to this like whole nother level that becomes toxic for men and women living together on the earth. Right. But she really seems to represent and embody that, that balance that you need to still be able to support your man and, you know, play a feminine role if that's what you're interested in doing, but also be powerful and have your own goals. And one of the big mistakes that I've made in relationships over my life, um, has been that I kind of get so involved in the relationship and trying to be this, um like supportive female partner that I lose myself. And then I kind of start to forget, like, what am I into? What am Mm -hmm. I doing in my life? What kind of goals do I want to accomplish? And so then it kind of becomes more that codependent relationship, which a lot of women are prone to rather than interdependence. And her and Barack really seem to represent like an interdependence for me. You know, they release their books at the same time and they, you know, they got their own stuff and she goes on her own shows and she talks about her own stuff stuff and then he goes and he does his own stuff but then when they're together it's like there's just this beautiful synergy right. and so mm-hmm. i really think that. no matter what your political views are if you just view her as like a woman in power um she sets a really good example for young women agreed and, and I yeah love that.
1: yeah I'm going to circle back to, like, especially after hearing you talk about Michelle Obama like that. I'm going to circle back to Serena Williams. And one of the big reasons that I'm such a fan of her is if you see, like, her personal life with the man she married and how he like supports her and does these things and I follow her on all the social media and stuff and like she's the one who has a trophy room and she's the one who has um you know all of these accomplishments and things and he is just like this super supportive guy who you know a lot of times people I think when people come down on her negatively especially men Mm -hmm. it's because they're like well she's a woman she's not as you know we can't call her the greatest of all time because blah Mm -hmm. blah blah this and that and a lot of people it's an intimidation thing because she's just so dominant and so powerful um and like to see the way like, I think it's important for them to be in the spotlight because he, like, wears these shirts all the time that are, like, super supportive of, like, Dominic Queen and, like, all these things. <laughs> and he's sitting in the, you know, stands with the baby. baby. It's like Joe
0: Biden's husband, right? Yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, he can't call himself the first man. You right. know, that's emasculating. Right. So, it's kind of important from the men on their side to yeah. be able to be like, no, I'm here to support my strong wife. Yeah.
1: And he has literally, like, no issue with it and is proud of all her accomplishments and things because I always joke like if i were to get married and you know have a house all these things like i want a trophy room like i want to hang my jerseys from college and like all of my accomplishments because that's something i did and it's not you know the thing to do if you're a woman you have these other you can have other accomplishments or you're a mom or you're this i wasn't like i still identify Mm -hmm. as an athlete um and i had a really successful career and so i love that she's in a position where she has had this crazy success is married to this guy. Who's like, yeah, I love you. And I'm going to support you. And like, you can do everything you need to do. How do I support you? It
0: comes back to that like interdependence piece, right? Where we're not in competition. Like it's just like, Mm -hmm. you know, women can be strong and powerful in their own right. And men can be strong and powerful in their own right. And we can come together and things can be, you know, a team and we pick up where you left off and, that sort of thing so yeah that's really beautiful i didn't know that about him actually i would love to see some of those pictures of him wearing <laughs> her adorable <laughs> girl power shirts that's dope it, just
1: like this last over the last week the last tournament she was in he's in the stands with his like little sh- it was
2: uh, <laughs> he's out about it it's and His I want
1: to, mm-hmm. to touch on that
0: point that you talked about where you were like, you can't say she's the greatest of all time. So Lexi and I, um, she knows that I love violence. Can I get a clap for violence? <laughs> um, hey, <just> hey. <laughs> I love legal violence, <laughs> legal, <laughs> oh, okay, violence. I love legal violence. Okay. Anyway, um, you know, I'm a type eight Enneagram, which, you know, I've referenced before, and I'm sure we'll talk about more on the show, but, um, Enneagrams are really ruled by the anger emotion and the world teaches you that anger's bad. Um, but for me, legal violence is a good way to process my anger in a healthy way and not take it out on other people. Amen. So because I love legal violence, um, Lexi has really been supporting my desire to, uh, watch UFC fights cause I love the USC. I've, y- right. I've loved it. Ever since I was young, I would love to like, even, do mma myself of course now i'm 34 years old so that seems like a far-gone dream for these old I mean, bones. A, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of insurance <laughs> if you want to do that. yeah but um you know we were watching it and we we watched this incredible fight and i will have to like reference in the show notes for this show who the fighters were because i don't know the girls names um, mm. names escape me with adhd you would think i would remember it because it was such an incredible fight but i really don't but anyway there was this point where i could feel joe rogan um holding himself back while he was narrating the fight like mm-hmm. he wanted to say this was the best this fight is, i've ever seen right and he was like i could tell he had to keep like catching himself and say this is the best female fight yeah if, he did if not one of the best he fights, had to, right, right he had to you go, go back you and just
1: you couldn't just hand he it, couldn't it just over say it. yeah he because, because every every
3: other fight that we watched like the men were only going two or three rounds they were just doing little bitch taps and huh, 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 you know <laughs> these women went five rounds of stand-up never, boxing
0: like punching each other in on the, the, face floor.
3: the whole time they maybe spent 10 seconds total in that whole time Shoot. on the floor yeah like, they
0: said there was 500 strikes they oh were God.
3: exhausted from throwing hands like yeah they bruh that was wow. definitely the best fight I, I've, I've ever seen in my whole life
0: it was the best fight I've ever seen. It was phenomenal. And it was just, by, I mean, by the time it was over with, both of the girls' faces were just completely swollen. This dude's forehead. <laughs> yeah, she this looked t- like, forehead, um, put what's like- that Egghead movie? It's called Egghead, Cone right? Coneheads, Coneheads. Yes. Oh, Jesus. She looked like a, like her whole, and she just kept Go the whole fat
3: pad of her thing was fat as just like a brick extra was just extra large
0: fat pad it <laughs> yeah. was out here for yeah,
3: that tin head oh,
0: damn but there were these moments like during the fight where one of them would punch and would be like oh yeah you got me you know right. and then like in between they were just and that's another reason that I love fighting is like it seems like such a violent sport but you always see like most of the time there's this like real good like respect there's a lot of it takes me back right. to like martial arts in general and that kind of culture you know where um respect for one another honor um those things are really important to me and so i really think it's important that we are allowed to say you know some women are the greatest of all time absolutely right how
2: about you fee Ooh, well
0: okay. you i mean both of the girls you talked about so mm-hmm. you can technically skip if you wanted to but if you have, have you a third one go
2: ahead i've ever heard of Cree summers no. Nope. You is dropping some names <laughs> today. Look at all the info you hitting us with today. Cree Summers is a voice actor. Any black cartoon character from your childhood? Cree Summers' oh. voice. Okay, I know. Oh, I
3: know
1: who, oh, I know is who that Eddie. is.
3: Yeah. Uh, yes. Wait. So. Um, uh what's the chick from Rugrats?
1: Susie. She did Susie. And Carmichael. then didn't she do two characters
0: on the same show? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She didn't uh, code
2: name Kids Next Door. She played number oh. five and her sister. See,
0: I don't know names, but yes, I
3: that's mm-hmm.
1: that's wow. That I've seen some like little like um interview type things on her. She's legit. Yeah, yeah. she's
2: like she's the been black around. female voice actor of mm-hmm. our
1: Time. That Dang. is so impressive,
2: right? Well. We all go to bed with her
0: voice in our heads.
2: She is like in when I was younger, in high school, I used to want to be a voice actor. Now, hearing my voice on this. <gasps> but,
0: hey, good move.
2: But good she move. was, like, one of the people I really looked up to. And when I would go to conventions, she would be there. Philip Lamar, he's a the black guy who voiced all the. Yes, characters. I actually do know his name. Yeah. And they would both be there. And we get to see, like, every con I've been to, they've both been there. Mm-hmm. And Estelle. Nice. Love it. Just Love my black voice actor.
1: Especially since a lot's been coming out about, you know, all these black characters that we grew up with and are current, and they were voiced by white people. Yeah. Yeah. What's the point of this? Why is this happening? So it's cool that, Mm
0: -hmm. like, those
1: people are finally getting recognition for actually... being a part cast in a role that's relevant to them yeah
0: yeah i got into a big um discussion with um a guy on the internet a couple of weeks ago and (laughs) um well it started out pretty much kind of as an argument and then we took it to dms and i was like hey you know i really want to understand things from your perspective and so we got in this really long discussion and Since I've talked to him, I've actually seen a couple of other things, too, in my own research about how, um, you know, although we are bringing more black people into certain roles and media and movies and acting and all of that, that the big piece of it for black people and you guys. You know, um, sound. out Feel free to sound off on this if you feel this way. But it was like, yeah, you know, it's great that we're getting black people in, in movies, but these are not movies made by black people, right? right? right. So mm-hmm. it still yeah, kind I mean. of has this like thing to it where it doesn't feel quite as comfortable. Still you know? it doesn't feel mm-hmm. authentic. Doesn't feel it's authentic. authentic it's not, it's not genuine, authentic. Right? right? Like because you're like, okay, yeah, you're just our argument, I'll just talk about it. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to, but I will. So our argument was basically, I, I got really upset, um, about, um, a McDonald's ad and McDonald's if you don't know, has been targeting black people since the seventies okay, in their advertising. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, black people and um, poor people of color in general are, um, very much more targeted by them and their food is not healthy. Right. And so, that is a really passionate thing for me as a nurse that you know we should be making healthy good food available to everyone all cultures and all um, educational levels and all financial levels or whatever so we kind of got into a bit of that argument and um i was kind of frustrated about it and he was like well, it's no big deal, they're just kind of targeting all poor people. And I was like, well, no, that's kind of not the history that I've read. But anyway, long story short, he got to talking about that whole casting people and how, you know, part of my frustration was that I felt like they're just putting black people in not because they want more representation, but it's literally just a way to target them in marketing, mm-hmm. right? And it's do like, you feel like that's how black people feel when they see an old Disney movie where they've just thrown in a black character? Like instead of a black person having made a new version of the movie themselves, you know, or whatever? Does
2: that How does that feel to you when that happens? I will put this, because the only other thing I've seen this is is with gay baiting. Mm-hmm. Where you would have a film like with the new Beauty and the Beast, and they're like, "There's a gay thing in here," and they're trying to like bait people, be like, "This is progressive," right. and I it's not getting better. Like it's <laughs> movies like, uh, what are people into right now? Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Oh, the right. show and they're like this is like black you're whatever but you go watch it and there's like three black people in there right. and they're not really hitting no on shit no <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, do you, and do you feel like they're still acting white though like they're not it's not like, like do you even subscribe like, to that statement of acting white it's not like how do you feel about acting
2: that? white but you know as a black collective households are pretty similar mm-hmm with what your parents would say to you right and there's you know there's things even though we all grow up in like different socioeconomic statuses different areas we all are exposed to different things there's still like certain things in certain cultures that kind of run the same Mm -hmm. and that's like not showing through you feel like it's not represented yeah
0: right well Mm -hmm. one of the points that we finally got to in this discussion is because you know that's kind of how i felt about it and and it's not i can't even really say how i feel right because i'm really trying to understand the fact that like I, even though certain things make me enraged, I can't ever fully understand it because I'm not black, mm-hmm. right? So I've tried to just spend a lot of time talking to black people to kind of assess how yeah. they feel about it mm-hmm. so that I can better understand it. If and people just
3: did that, the world would be so much better. I know, <laughs> so, right? Like, well, but,
0: but I will tell you, I have been met with some um, pushback of black people saying, well, we're tired of talking about it. That's true. Too. And yeah. so... Yeah, so there's a right time and place. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it kind of leaves me in this kind of gray area sometimes where I feel a little confused, but I understand the desire to make that statement too, right? Cuz I'm right. sure they are tired of talking seriously. about it. It's like being a dead horse. <laughs> I will yeah. right.
2: open discussion forums once a month
0: and <laughs> <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> right? I love it.
2: seriously.
0: But his kind of point was, well if you then if you make it more about black people creating their own black p- black you know motivated things and having their own black mm-hmm. um directors and black producers and all that then it becomes still separatist and so his idea was black culture is american culture and if we would just start seeing it all as the same thing instead of trying to separate it okay, that would change it so what's your feedback on that unless mm. oh, you going
3: out
2: you look like you have something
0: um
3: the problem with that is it didn't start off, like, okay, it started unison, and then all this separation happened, mm-hmm. mainly to us, okay? And, and then, you know, the natives and these other groups. But you can't say, why don't we just see it all like this, when you still is doing racist shit every day. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You it's doing the separating. You're doing the whites only, Negroes over here. You do, you've you been doing that for hundreds, thousands of years, and now you want to say, hey, wh- I read... I'm sorry. <laughs> I
0: love it, I love it. Get Look, it, get it, get it. I, I
3: was on Facebook the other day. Somebody said, why does black people even need a muff? Why can't we just, I think, I didn't show you this. No, you know, we have a side combo with <laughs> this because you know the person. Oh, and, and I oh, was—I wow. I read that I was just livid. She went through all of this thing. I don't understand. Every month is Black month, and every month is White month, and every—I I, just—I didn't even want to comment. I was right. that's What kind of shit is this? You know, it's like when the Black yeah. Lives Matter. All the sudden, all lives matter. No motherfucker, this is why there's an issue. Right like you can't start the separating and then go hey y'all want to come over here on this side and play now and be all together
0: a hundred percent so that kind of sounds like a point that he ultimately did make which really kind of helped it sink in for me and he didn't use these exact words so i'm not misquoting him here but this is just kind of the idea i got basically by the end of the conversation what i felt like i learned was you black people are never going to be a hundred percent okay with us approaching this collectivism idea where we're just all together until they actually start seeing some real changes Thank in you. government and society that That's continue it. to provoke systemic racism, so you can be mm-hmm. friends with black people, you can support mm-hmm. black people, you can be black allies, mm-hmm. you can pretend like you love people, Your but until some uncle, real changes start happening, it just looks like a right. Band-Aid to you. Exactly, hundred percent. Right? Exactly. That's exactly. What it's it is. just a show.
3: It's yeah. just like the people you go to. You go to a, a job interview or you walk into an office and you see about. 15 white folks and a one mixed chick in the back be like oh this is for our quota that's how I feel a lot of places you know like it's just quota and you see actual two or three black folks you'd be like oh shit okay yeah. maybe right. you know but at the end of the day it just feels like it's just like when you when you go even to apply for jobs it's like, we are all equal here we want to have everybody race don't matter but then they don't got nothing but white folks
2: right know? Sophie, right. what, work? Like,
0: what do you feel like the challenges are not like only as a black person, but as a black woman trying to come up and empower yourself in American culture?
2: Oh, oh, I still wanted to build off of this movie thing. but Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because a lot of it is to where there wasn't representation to begin with, and mm-hmm. so black people were making their own movie. There are a lot of films that only black people know because right. it was made by other black people. There's only actors and actresses that only other black people know that a lot of people don't know
0: but But they're not getting the awards and the recognition right It's
2: not even that though it goes to why are you being separate if you want to be equal why are you doing your own stuff why don't you do your stuff with like that's a lot of arguments i've heard is oh black people want to have black life matters black people want to have black movies black people want to do this and want to do that why don't they want to be together with everybody else but when they were pushed out to begin with exactly it's that part that's missing like we did we couldn't so and now then we did our own on our thing, own. And, but now exactly. you want to be a part right. of this because you think it's cool now. And I
0: can see that from a, just being a female perspective, right? So this is how I try to understand it some, since I'll never be black, right? Um, why do women go out and start their own women things? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, because we never felt accepted into male things and because we want to set the example for other women that women can do this. So if we don't Mm -hmm. have all male black directors and all male black casts, or I mean, not male, sorry, all black casts and all black directors, you know, then you're setting the example that you don't need the white man. And I think I feel like there is a part of being able to grow where you have to realize I don't need these other people that have um, suppressed me my entire life, right? It's, and so yeah. for us, it's not like, we don't need to take that personally as white people, right? And men don't need to take that personally when we're talking about female empowerment. Yeah. You know, we we need to prove to our, it's about proving to ourselves that we don't need you, right? right? We don't need men. It's not that we hate men or don't wanna work with men, but we need that moment where we can shine on our own is separate from those people that have suppressed us for hundreds of
2: years. And it's not even about meeting. It's just like, you're not involving us, so we are going to do our own thing. Okay. You want to be corporate top, All men? Well, I'm going to do my own thing. It's all women up here. It's probably right. it's probably
3: a few men are like, well, we don't need women either, shit.
1: <laughs> well, and it's one of those things too that like, where it becomes like fluent and where we start to absorb and it becomes like all these people matter all these things are important and relevant is when the people see someone who branched out because they felt the need to be heard seen supported and so right. they did their own thing and when other people can look at that and not be threatened and just clap for those people right. and actually mm-hmm. support them even yeah. though it they're not the target demographic that's when things start to change and that's when you start to see okay well this like we can all be inclusive because we want everybody to do well we want everybody to eat we want everybody to you know make money do all these things um but because people are f- so threatened, you know, you talk about with women, it's men feel threatened by powerful women. You talk about that's you know, where people it's at. Color. You are hitting the nail on the head. And
0: that's why the all yeah. lives matter statement is bullshit. Right. Because that's you making someone else's thing that you should be happy for them about about yourself. Right. Yep. Like, 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 just
3: let us speak. Right. Right. It's just like you talked about the other day. we were talking about communication just in general. And you were like. Sometimes I get it because you're like when people are just pissed off, sometimes you just want to be like, hey, yeah, I'm pissed off, too. You just want somebody to be angry with you sometimes. Mm -hmm. I don't even need you to understand it. I just want to be like, yeah, that fucking sucks. Yeah, that's part of the
0: validation, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, And people want other people like me. I tell people my love language is intensity. And so, like, I used to think my love language was like words of affirmation. But it's not really. I've learned that it's more intensity. Like, I want you to be just as intensely upset with me in this moment, even if you're not. Because that helps me feel validated. She because made her own nice love so language. That's how I should come boy at you. This
2: morning about the donut. She's like, you need to act excited this oh, way. Oh, I heard it.
0: <laughs> I was
3: like, welcome, son. Welcome.
0: Like seriously, just because like that—that um, that makes me feel that the way you're feeling is genuine and authentic. Feels like an right? empathy piece. Empathy yeah. is really where you kind of. Need and to even video. if you don't, like, just fake it for me. You know what I mean? Get mad, get angry with me, and then I'll feel like because nine tenths of communication is nonverbal, mm-hmm. and the intensity, the volume of your voice, that sort of thing, is is all part of that. So. Um, Well, I'm so glad that you guys could share like the women in your lives that really made you feel empowered and that we could talk a little bit about on those pieces for Black History Month. Any closing statements you'd like to make about maybe why you're on the show or what you hope to accomplish with the show
1: or, you know, just, I don't know, something fun. Tell a joke. I don't care. Go, Markel. It's nice to have a different platform because like I said, I coach young women and like, I surround myself with like powerful, incredible women, but it's nice to have a different avenue. And like, even just talking with you guys, we have conversations like this all the time anyways. Um, and so it's, it's nice to know that we can maybe do this. We can be productive and we're learning and growing together. And then if we can, you know, share, I tell people all the time, if I can just one person, if I can touch one person, if I can improve one person's life, if one of my athletes comes out on top, that was a win for me and so if this only reaches one person you know one show um and it like helps improve them if they feel heard they're validated that to me means that we're doing something right and i think that's part of why we belong here on earth is to help others excel too
0: yeah great all right fifi got anything closing remarks got what you got lot.
2: what you got i am like really excited about this and i think we are four very different people with four very mm, amen very <laughs> different perspectives so so different and we all have experienced so many different things and we're all still growing and i think it's going to be fun for us to grow together and learn more about each other but also for us to be able to teach you guys some things that you might not know yet and yeah, things right. you might not have thought of and I think this is just, like, a great space.
0: That part I'm really excited about. It's a great space, isn't it? It is a great Mm -hmm. space. Um, I am very excited about that piece of it. Um, Like I told you guys, I spent, you know, half of my time getting my pedicure this week talking to a girl in her 20s. And I'm 34 now, and so I kind of feel this obligation to... You know, I went through a lot in my twenties. I struggled a lot in my twenties. The Mm. world was to me a lot different than it is now for 20 year olds. Um, Obviously every generation says that, right? But we didn't have as much exposure to finances and stocks and, you know, I hear so many 20 year olds talking about stocks now. It's crazy. You know, I I just now got into stocks this year and I'm 34, you know, and, um, you know, buying a house and those things that a lot of people don't talk about to women because women have just been told, go off, get married, and then a husband will take care of Acquire you. Acquire a house. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then if you ever get divorced, well, um, just, you know, live in a battered women's shelter. So... Um, um what were you gonna say i'm I'm just
2: thinking about that's a statistic though more women younger women are buying their own homes right like more men are younger men are into stocks and like investments but more women are like homeowners hey yeah
0: and and our current economy um speaks towards a two-person income right and so it would behoove the upper (sighs) class the upper class people (laughs) of the world to want to um give women the tools to be able to do this because this is the future of our economy right like people are marrying later they're not having as many children careers are important to them and i've been through so much that i really want to be able to take this show and just give out lots of tips and tricks and um, things that i've learned from and so that other women are able to be just as successful as i have been and so that's why i am happy to be here how about you lexi (laughs) Yeah, best for last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lexi's the hype man. She loves I...
3: noises. <laughs> 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 I am here as a representation of females that are uh, coming up in the LGBTQ ABCD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all of the letters that are currently on my plus I'm, one two three divided right, by four I have no idea all the extra <laughs> letters it was, it was only it like LGBT
1: B-T-Q-A. I think that's Q-A-I plus damn Q-A-I
0: okay. plus okay. it was only four letters I? what is I?
1: it was only four
3: when I came up you know so and I didn't have anybody to like model after so I was just like hey I'm a girl I like to wear boy clothes anybody else no nope? okay I'll be over here with my boy clothes any girls like Girls and boy clothes. <laughs> so I'm kind of here to like, uh, be like, you know, you can be a part of that community. Find people that are supportive. Find family, friends that are supportive. Find your own style. I like style. Y'all heard about I like shoes. Hey. I like accessories. Mm. I like <laughs> things. I like to look nice. Smelling nice. That's how she I got this. She looks good. Like that's how I got this nice time. little lady right here. Yeah, she yeah. looks Especially great. Especially my boo boos right yeah. there. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just kind of here like as a. as a.
2: You're an elder stud.
0: Uh, damn, I'm
3: an elder. <laughs>
2: <now>? <laughs> damn. damn. I, she just <laughs> wow. moved me all
0: the way from that, that's, teen to elder. We um, fucked up putting a 20 year old on the show, guys. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> we fucked up. Okay, boomers. Just kick yes. her off. <laughs> Fucking Zoomer. <Damn.
3: laughs> anyway, that's why I'm here. Yeah. Just kind of catch all, also.
0: It's really great. Fee, are you tearing up? Are you getting sensitive <laughs> yes. on us?
2: Oh, no. I laughed so hard. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes Fee gets really elder. sad
0: about certain things. Like, I moved her. Um, chair at the dinner table to deal mm. with my daughter who's going through some hormonal things and she was much more sad about it than expected Damn. i had to give her a big hug and a talk
1: it's but that's okay because sp- the
2: chair moved yeah it's, i'm a little look, territorial
1: it was her spot hey, her you spot. know what though <laughs> i'm trying to work on like being okay with emotions, and it's okay to have them and to feel them and to share them. We're so a big
3: family unit. I'm so, trying, you know, if somebody yeah. gets a chair mood, a uh, motherfucker. So yeah, some <laughs> I just needed a warning. I just came to the table to yeah, it, and I was I like, warn her. Crystal's very, you know, that's that dark soul coming through. Hey, well, sit you know, here know
0: what? Now. <laughs> 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 this is now your spot uh, to eat. Uh, that is not nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think next episode we'll just all come together and cry. Um uh, the mm, whole episode. Mm, I feel mm. <laughs> I
1: <laughs> listen you got me once a couple weeks ago that you you pigeonholed me you stuck yep. me in a corner yep. and I couldn't escape no, and we'll that, mark in a that's all the crying you get for a while okay that's it well I'll, I'll do it
0: slowly it's only taken me three and a half years to get Lexi to have emotions so you know I'm working on you See, Markel
1: let we, <laughs> I'll for cut both from y'all. that Leave same alone, very <laughs> very
2: Christian school maybe? cloth <laughs> okay no she wasn't, she wasn't caught up in the mess you know I think a lot of
1: it was sports because we, ha- we were tough. We just had to yeah. be. And so there's no crying that's in baseball, right? right? Like, that's there's right. no crying no. in women's sports. To be honest...
2: i crying in baseball. <laughs> that's,
3: <laughs> that, that's that men crying.
0: <laughs> 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 no, <I don't> <laughs> Bitches don't cry in baseball. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen crying in baseball. I love when Phoebe just comes up with stupid random shit she just says. Like, what did she say the other day? You told me, and I was like, God, this bitch is so fucking hilarious. Because...
3: Oh, uh... <laughs> When one of our kids was, uh, one of our kids bit a teacher. Yes. (laughs) Last week. And um, so they were singing Baby Shark. (laughs) And Felicia was like, oh, she's singing her theme song. (laughs) Oh no, that's funny. That's she funny also texted
0: us when when she found out. She was like, "I got your alligator." <laughs> <laughs> got your gator. Got your gator. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Freaking hilarious. All right, well I'm so glad that you guys are all here. I can't wait to produce more of these episodes. Let's do Get it ourselves on video. We got some really great things coming up for the mm-hmm. show. Um, a bunch of secrets. Some really great photo shoots. I can't mm. wait for you guys to see our faces in person. I hope you enjoyed this information, and I can't wait to see you next time where we talk about all the reasons that we have to say no no thank you. you.